Well, hello, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chapel Chimes Podcast. This is a podcast devoted to chiming in on what's going on in our culture, inside the church, and outside the church. Please like, subscribe, and share, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, Chapel Chimes. Hello, dear friends, and welcome once again to Chapel Chimes. Uh, This is your host, Pastor Dallas Payton, Jr., the pastor here at Cook's Chapel Baptist Church in Pipestone, West Virginia. We are thankful uh, for you choosing to join us today. What we're going to talk about today is something that as a pastor I've dealt with for several years. I've dealt with it as a pastor. I've dealt with it uh, somewhat in my personal life and tried to help folks with it over the years, and that is the subject of bitterness. I'm going to read a verse today and just kind of deal with this. I come across a actually a blog from a young lady that had some great points in it. She quotes a pastor. We're just going to look at this just a little bit, unpack it a little bit, and deal with deal with this subject of bitterness and really just just what it does in a person's life. And uh, my, we need that today. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We are now on most social media platforms. We have a Facebook page for Chapel Chimes. We have a Twitter account for Chapel Chimes. Uh, We'd also love to hear from you. You can reach my personal email at dallaspytn at yahoo.com if we can communicate with you. Just even know that you're listening. I had someone reach out the other day on my Snapchat and said, hey, preacher, we're listening. But we'd love to hear from you. But I want to have a word of prayer. I want to get into today's uh, podcast here today about bitterness. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you be with us now for these next moments. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, you know every need of every heart, and I pray you'd help us in this area of bitterness. And Lord, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when we talk about bitterness today, we're, we're talking about a very serious subject. Uh, in fact, I want to read to you a verse in Ephesians chapter 4. Of course, uh, Ephesians 4.32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Uh, it's a very well-known verse. Um, my wife, when she coached sports, that was uh, a verse that she really tried to instill in all the girls that she coached. Uh, and so that verse means a lot to our family, but and most families, by the way, but the verse before it says this, though, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now, I want to speak to you today on this subject of bitterness, and um, I'll just tell you that one of the reasons that I'm doing this is because recently, and I know many folks that listen here on uh Chapel Chimes a lot are on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, and a lot of podcasts that I listen to are connected with Twitter. And it just jumped out at me the other day as I was uh, perusing through Twitter that one of the things that Twitter has done, and I think other social media platforms as well, but in particular Twitter, it seems, is become a platform, become a, a space, is what is what we say today, where people feel free to extol their bitterness. And even though it seems like that's an accepted thing, the Bible's pretty clear about bitterness. I mean, even, you know, in Twitter, if you're not familiar with Twitter, they have anonymous accounts. Uh, 
and a not you know that anonymity. You don't always know who that person is, be male or female, young or old. It does, you know, you don't even know if they're saved or lost. And they will post uh, things, and some some of those anonymous accounts are funny and, and kind of um, make you think, you know. And then some of them are just really mean and ornery. <laughs> As we say in the hills, they're just ornery. And uh, some of them is rattlesnake. I mean, just, just come at people. And you can see it. And even those who say they're not bitter or say they're not upset, it comes out, and, and and I started thinking about how you just cannot hide bitterness. I deal with it as a pastor a lot. People, maybe something happens to them when they're children even, or at another church, or some pastor, or something happens, and bitterness. It's easy for us as pastors to get caught up. Um, as I'm making this podcast, I've had some things that have been very hurtful even the last few days, and it is so hard not to let that root of bitterness spring up in you, as the book of uh, Hebrews tells us. In fact, uh, Hebrews twelve fifteen tells us that uh, we don't that we shouldn't let that root of bitterness spring up and, and uh, cause us trouble. And the Bible says it talks about many being defiled there in Hebrews chapter twelve. But you can, when we think about this root of bitterness, it's a powerful thing. Uh, and man, it is, I really think today, one of the reasons I'm making this podcast is, uh, even though it's dealt with a lot by pastors and churches, we kind of talk about it in our Sunday school classes. Maybe you've heard some sermons on it, but I don't know that we're dealing with it enough because the Bible tells us here that, that in, in Ephesians 4, uh, 31 with, it says with all malice, let it, let it be put away with you with all malice. And uh, man, you need to do everything you can um, to get that out. I, I want to read to you today something I come across. Now, I don't ordain this person. I do not know this person. Uh, I came across this just kind of in, in a general study way. And, and uh, uh, her name is Erin Davis. She writes a blog. I have no idea what she believes. So please don't hold my feet to the fire. This person is off somewhere. I don't think they are. But I enjoyed the way that, that she put this, and then she quotes her pastor, and I want to quote the pastor that she's quoting. But she writes, Bitterness is, isn't one of those big flashy sins that you can see growing above the surface of our hearts. It may not show off like anger or produce uh, big old hunks of, hunks of rotten fruit like disobedience. Bitterness is a sleeper sin. It grows beneath the surface, down deep in the soil of our hearts. Um, but, the, they write, but the author's warning in Hebrews is clear that bit, that bitter root will one day sprout, and when it does, many will become defiled. In other words, if the bitter root keeps growing, there'll be a harvest of pain that you and the people in your world, and because a bitterness is a weedy sin that burns in our hearts, we can't just cut off the behaviors that bitterness causes. We need the Lord's help to yank it up by the root. I thought that was very well put, and I think it's scriptural. And then she quotes a pastor here, and I want to just kind of talk about this, and that is that bitterness runs with a pack. It's like a wolf, and it runs with a pack. And, and we see in Ephesians 4.31, um, bitterness, wrath, anger, clam, clamor, and slander. Uh, it talks about having that be put away. And this pastor writes this, this 
Paul is describing a cluster of emotions here that come along with bitterness. Um, and it is a nasty, bitterness is taking root in your heart. Usually wrath is too. The same goes for anger, slander, and malice. And I want to just talk about this. Um, when you think about, and, and she says that this pastor gave her premarital counseling to her and her husband. And I just want to dwell on this today, and I won't really quote this dear lady anymore. But this thing about bitterness, and I've seen it. There's a couple of Twitter accounts that just are eat up with it. There are whole ministries that just seem to be based on something that's happened in their past, and they've developed the whole life. It has overran their life. And if you're not careful today, it can overrun your life. Now, let me say, before I get into this, um, the reason that you may be bitter may be justified. <laughs> you say, what do you mean, brother? I thought you was against bitterness. Well, people go through things that, quite honestly, there's no wonder that they're bitter. Uh, I've got many illustrations and many stories that when people have told me why they are the way they are, I, my heart went out to them. Uh, you could almost understand it. They have been hurt, dejected. I mean, family, church things, uh, job situations, health. Um, you could really see um, where bitterness could come in. You know, my wife and I were talking yesterday of this young man in our community that by all accounts was just a very godly, a very just a great young man, especially compared to some of the uh, other folks that you might know, you know, and, and just in private, we said, hey, boy, that just don't seem right, does it, that here's one of the best young men in our community is gone. And if you're not care, and then some of these other ones are, are still around that, that maybe not as good. And if you're not careful when you start thinking that way, um, bitterness can set in and people say, well, that's not right, or God's not right, or life is not right or fair. And, and, and you may have a point as far as worldly wisdom goes or fleshly wisdom, but that's not what a Christian does. And so it can crop up even in, even in some places that you wouldn't imagine. And I want to just speak with you today about this, this bitterness. Um, when we think about bitterness, there's four things. If we, Number one, he says this, this pastor, if we don't deal with bitterness, that bitterness will progress toward extreme anger, which is wrath. Uh, it says, all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander. There's a, there's a pack of these here. We have to deal with it, and it'll become extreme anger. Anger. Let me say this to you, and I'm looking at you, Twitter. That's why you see the anger on the Twitter accounts. I know there's a big fussing and arguing back and forth on Twitter. By the way, even in Christian, I call it Christian Twitter. I know that there's a secular Twitter, and they argue back and forth. Um, you see the anger on the anonymous or ambiguous, I call it, Facebook post. You see the blog sites and the websites and on and on. We have an anger um, part of of uh, social media. I mean, it's just no doubt about it. I, I know, for example, I'll just use this name, Ken Ham with Answers in Genesis. Ken, Ken Ham can tweet or say something about the sky being blue or water being wet, and he'll get hate and anger. And that's because of bitterness. And bitterness for what reason now is the great question. But if you don't deal with bitterness, and even if you're a Christian, if you don't deal with it, it you will become angry. Secondly, if we don't deal with anger, we'll start to clamor or demand what we want. And what happens is it, it you're really wanting what you want. 
for example, if somebody's um, maybe they've been hurt, I, I see people all the time talking about, you know, the the independent Baptist pastor hurt them when they were twelve or fifteen or didn't include them or whatever. So, uh, or they, they didn't like wearing a, a shirt and tie. So therefore, they're going to demand everybody wear a shirt and tie. If they don't, that you don't really love God or or vice versa. You know, some they'll, uh, they'll say it the other way. But if we don't deal with this anger, it'll start to become clamor or the demanding of what we want. Don't we live in a world that demands what we want? We I got to have it, got to have it now. We got protests in the streets for both sides that said, I want what I want. I want it now. Um, we got politicians that are using their laws against, I mean, on and on we could go with this thing. But if we don't deal with it, we demand what we want. If that doesn't work, thirdly, we will start to talk about the object of our bitterness in the hopes of recruiting others to agree with and justify our feelings. I want to say that again because I think we've got whole ministries, um, blog sites, websites maybe, um, podcasts, um, fellowships. I surely hate to think of churches, but maybe even churches. Um, focuses at the very least. I want to read this again. If we don't deal, because we got we got bitterness and we have anger, and then we have clamor. If we don't deal with bitterness, we will start to talk. And listen to this: we will start to talk about the object of our bitterness, in the hopes of recruiting others to agree with and justify our feelings. That is slander. And I'll just say this. I know I don't want to cause any controversy myself, but when you we're living in a time where people, you know, give partial quotes or I see I see clips on social media, on Twitter of sermons that are cut up and not totally accurate all the time. Um, I see people quoting other people. And by the way, this is both sides, right or wrong. Somebody agree with somebody disagree with. Um, I'm not I don't have any dog in the fight, so to speak. But that's slander. We see this in the news and the media all the time. And if we're not careful, even in our own personal lives, behind the scenes, uh, because we didn't get what we wanted or we don't like that person, we will slander them to justify our feelings. Um, and it is really rampant. And I'll tell you, folks, as a Christian and as a pastor, we should not be doing this. The lost world is watching us. And I think just saying, well, I, I, the Christians are like everybody else. They're just delusional. And it hurts our testimony. So we have to be very, very careful about it. And I don't want to do that just even talking about bitterness, be bitter myself. So I want to make sure that we, we, we um, deal with this. And then if that goes unchecked, we will eventually have a desire to cause harm to the person we are bitter toward. I mean, if we're not careful, the end result of that is I'm going to destroy that person. I want I want to take it down. Um, you know, we saw with in politics where we had a former president that was so hated by the media and so hated by people that uh, even if they disagree, that's it's not I'm going to disagree or vote them out. I want to destroy them. Um, you know, the same thing about church. It isn't that I don't like that church. I want to destroy that church. I hope it ceases to exist. And that is nothing but bitterness, anger, clamor. Um, and the Bible says we ought to put it away with all malice. Now, how do we spot this bitterness? And she writes this. I'm going to share this with you real quickly. Uh, 
Man, you can spot bitterness. You don't always know why a person's bitter, but you can spot it. Uh, she writes this, am I replaying the tapes? Do you find yourself constantly replaying the tapes of a conversation? Um, when you interact with somebody, is it that do you bitterness uh, flourishes in the soil of justification? When you have your, you know, you, you something happened, you know, when you're a teenager and you're still bringing it up in your fifties, that is that is bitterness. Um, I, several years ago, I preached a funeral for someone I'm very, I was very very close to, and and uh, they brought up something that happened literally like fifty four years earlier. I, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. They were still replaying those tapes. Um, that's a that's a that's a pretty good indicator. Now let me say this to you. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody because I think we all battle this a little bit. It is you know some people if you if you are prone to this if things bother you it is hard not to do this. You really that, that's when the Bible says with all malice with all I mean you got to with all seriousness. You have to declare war on this, okay? Number two, is my mouth out of control? Um, there's a connection between bitterness and our hearts and our mouth. Uh, do you lose your cool, uh, your critical, snappy? How about this, snarky? And guess what, man? I see the snarky posts on media, social media, and that's basically your mouth being out of control, uh, and, and even if you're anonymous or whatever it may be, man, your mouth is out of control. Um, if you're trying to deal with the way you speak and gaining no ground, it's possible that you need to get dig deeper and yank that root of the problem. Just get that bitterness out, man. And you can see it. Is my mouth out of control? We see this all the time. That's why a lot of times, if you've ever dealt with teenagers, they're usually very mouthy. And one of the reasons that is the case is because they're starting to deal with hurts and angers from their peers, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Man, I can tell, <laughs> been around teenagers, if, if they're having boyfriend, girlfriend problems, man, they will be just, you can just see it. It's that bitterness sets in and, and uh, you know, the parents kind of let them down and they just become mouthy toward the world. And they'll either become sullen and draw within themselves or they'll become rebellious and fighting the world. And we see this all the time. Um, and and then another thing that they write is this: Am I sick? And uh, when one psychologist said this, when harbored for a long time, bitterness may forecast patterns of biological dysregulation and physical disease. I mean, their scientists have concluded that bitterness, if you don't do something about it, interferes with even your immune systems. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about a gall of bitterness. And so we got to be very careful. And then another thing, not not a man was sick, is is my clan bitter? Um, that bitter root. Um, when you think about your own people that are around you, uh, is your is your life marked by bitterness? Is your children bitter? You say, well, no, that's just this is bitter. Well, you got to start digging. I, I want to share this with you today because if if everybody around you is bitter all the time, we got to be careful about this. And if you're not careful today, bitterness starts to affect you when you when you really don't realize it. Um, I, I, I've shared this a few times. This is kind of an embarrassing thing for me, just being honest here on this podcast. And we came across some videotapes. It's been a couple of years ago now. 
and of our children when they were younger, and I put it on, we were watching it, and I got under such conviction when I watched it because I heard my own voice and what I was saying to uh, my my family, and and we were having a great day, but I sounded angry, I sounded upset, I sounded very critical, and I just I, I and to be honest with you, I did not even remember it, and nothing really major was going on. It wasn't like it was a fight or anything. It was just I had a critical, bitter sounding spirit, and didn't even realize it, and it broke my heart. And I thought, Lord, have I, have I raised my family and my children with that critical attitude and spirit? I surely hope not. But church, listen, I say church, but podcast listeners, we have to be honest with ourselves. Stop, you know, look and say, hey, man, am I weed eating? Am I chopping them down and not getting to the root? You know, I've tried to chop them down. I, I've prayed. I've asked God to help me. But if that Bitterness is not rooted out and gotten rid of. It's going to keep springing up and springing up and defile others. And only but by the grace of God and his help can we overcome this issue of bitterness. We've got to stay in God's word. Uh, We may have to get some counsel, maybe just have a hard time. You know, I've, I've actually, as a pastor, I've had to sit down and I think one of my deacons, I've had to sit down and just say, hey, man, I need to talk to somebody to get this off my chest because I've been disappointed in my own self. There's been things that have come up in ministry that that started causing me kind of behind the scenes to get a little bitter toward that person. And uh, even if it's justified, now let me say this again, some bitterness can be justified when it comes to worldly wisdom, you know, your own flesh. And you may they may have done you wrong. There's no doubt about that. But that does not make that bitterness right. Let me say that again. Just because a person does you wrong does not make your bitterness right. And that is one of the hardest things to deal with is that you got a point. Now, I will say this. There, the, you know, the Bible says as much as life within you, live peaceably with all men. There are times if somebody just brings that bitterness out, if it's just a contentious type of thing going on, that you just have to stay away from them. I mean, there's things that just I can't hardly deal with as a man. I'm not equipped emotionally, intellectually to deal with, and I have to stay away from it, and and I've got to watch that. You have to walk away sometimes because it's just a bitter situation. But we've got to look at that and realize that even if we're justified in our feelings, let's say you've been done wrong by a spouse or a parent, you may be 100% accurate in your feelings. But we've still got to deal with that. And, and I'm not making light of that. Please don't take this the wrong way. Um, I, people have went through things that breaks my heart. But this bitterness, we just have to deal with it. And I'll say something else, too. Those are the serious bitterness. Most of the bitterness that I see, personally as a pastor, and what I see on social media in particular, when I hear why they're upset, and I'll just say this, and I don't mean this to make anybody mad. You know, if it's a spouse or a parent or a child, man, you can you can really understand it. Man, my heart goes out because it's very that can happen to anyone anytime. But the majority of bitterness is so petty, if I can use that word petty, it is shocking. When I see people that legitimately have reasons to be bitter, you're like, man, no wonder they're bitter. Look what they've went through. 
But then when you hear someone who, you know, just spouts off just nothing but pure bitterness, and I'm like, why? Why are you so bitter? And then when you kind of hear maybe a little bit why, and maybe I don't always know the whole story, I'm like, is that why you're so petty? Because, you know, it's almost like a road rage mentality. Somebody, somebody, you know, cuts you off in traffic and you're mad at the whole universe. That we've got to get under control. And as Christians especially, we cannot let the pettiness. Pettiness has ruined many, many a relationship. And we have to look and realize that a lot of our anger is just not really worth being angry over. A lot of our bitterness, like you're bitter over that. Well, that's just maybe some immaturity may be a lack of spiritual depth. And I'm going to say this, and I'll close with this negative. It could be that it is a person is lost. Um, if you're that bitter and God's not giving you any forgiveness in your heart, there's quite a few scripture that talk about loving your brother. And even when they disagree or part ways, we still got to love each other and forgive each other. Be kind one to another, the next verse says. Well, I'm going to close today. I just want to address this issue of bitterness. I've addressed it quite, I've addressed it quite a bit, but want to address it again. And I hope you'll pray for me and I'll pray for you as we all deal with this battle against bitterness. Heavenly Father, I pray as I close today that you'll speak to every heart. You know every need. Lord, help us. Please help us in this area of bitterness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Chapel Chimes. 